A Bloomington attorney is part of a national push to make legal aid more available to victims of elder abuse. Megan McLaughlin Wood works for Prayer State Legal Services. She's also a fellow in the Equal Justice Works Elder Justice Program. Wood is tasked with addressing a gap in civil legal aid for victims in a 17-county region. In this conversation with Dana Vollmer, she says her work encompasses a lot of issues. We have seen a lot of consumer issues, people with debt who are having trouble making ends meet because they have a debt that's being collected improperly, people who are susceptible to scams. Um, and so they are using their their limited income or assets that they've saved for later in life um, on these sort of get-rich-quick scams or thinking that they're helping a family member in an emergency. We have seen physical abuse, emotional abuse, and a lot of financial exploitation cases. And those financial exploitation cases can take a lot of forms. Um, some are more subtle than others. The really obvious would be, you know, a person acting as a caretaker, getting themselves added to a bank account and then draining the bank account. But the less obvious um, are things like, you know, moving in with an older adult and providing care, but also taking advantage of them financially. Or, you know, we've we've seen some things like transferring titles to the caregiver uh, for a mobile home, um, things that are difficult for people to undo on their own and they need an attorney. Have any of these problems kind of gotten worse amid the pandemic with people, you know, not leaving their homes as much and not seeing family? Are these issues being identified as often? You know, I don't think that we have enough information to know that things are worse during a pandemic. But the concern is always that domestic abuse gets worse when people are under stress, when people are under economic stress. And we know that people are um, sharing households because of the economic stress of the pandemic. And it feels like this situation is ripe for elder abuse issues. And the concern is that older adults that would typically have contact with the community through a senior center or adult day services or an in-home caregiver are not having that contact, uh, that person who could make a report on their behalf or you know, let somebody know that they're concerned about what's going on in that home. 17 counties is a big area to cover. I'm curious if there's a difference in the problems in some of the more rural communities and the larger towns that you cover. I think so. The, the legal challenges are different. Um, and then also, I think the way of life is different um, for some people in rural areas. Some of the issues are the same, um, older you know, adult children moving in and becoming a problem. That's That happens everywhere. Um, but for folks that are very rural, it's a lot more difficult for them to access services. So a lot of them only have law enforcement as an intervention. They don't have social services that are close by that, that may help to um, address some of these problems. And so how do you kind of identify and connect with the people that are in need of these services? Typically, we have gotten most of these cases through referrals from the ombudsman or adult protective services offices. 
the people who are on the front lines um, are usually the ones that identify the issues and refer them to us. And then we're also doing some additional outreach that we had not done as much of before. Um, and that includes just trying to distribute paper flyers and make this project accessible to people by phone. Um, so for people that don't have access to tech, uh, we, we want to reach them and give them a place to contact that doesn't require them to leave their home if that's not safe for them right now, or doesn't require them to go locate a computer. Typically, once we handle a case somewhere, uh, then people in that community spread the word that this type of service exists. And then it is fairly common that we would get similar cases from a geographic area. What has the caseload been like so far for this project? You know, I found that we have not had as many cases as we thought we would have, but the cases we have worked on have been incredibly complex. So some of them have three or four legal issues that have stemmed from the abuse or exploitation that they've experienced. They may need an order of protection and also assistance with changing their housing, um, breaking a lease because of abuse. And then they may, may need some advocacy with law enforcement or with um, the prosecutor's office to, um, to enforce the protective order that they have. And then they may have some debt issues because part of the abuse was taking out credit cards in their name. We anticipated having more cases come in the door, but we also are hoping that with getting the word out about this project, uh, we're just experiencing a delay of getting the information out there and that cases will come once people start to find out that this service exists. That's Bloomington attorney Megan McLaughlin-Wood speaking with Dana Vollmer. For more information, go to WGLT.org.